What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You know how I know you're gay? How? How do you know I'm gay? Because you macrameed yourself a pair of jean shorts. You know how I know you're gay? You just told me you're not sleeping with women anymore. You know how I know you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell how other people are gay? How do you know you're gay? How? Because you like Coldplay. And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans. Nice. That is from 40-Year-Old Virgin? That is correct. Yay! He usually does a movie quote to introduce me, and he knows that I love Coldplay. So, whatever, Robert. Jerk. Welcome, everyone. All humans, all of them. Gay, straight, lesbian, queer, transgendered, questioning, allies, everybody. Welcome, all of you. Today... We are with a dear friend, Rex. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. You're welcome. Rex is here today um, to talk to us about his life and his story um, as an openly gay man in Hollywood. I'm going to say that you live in Hollywood because it's like really fancy that like you yes. live in like, <laughs> yes. And your love for Palm Springs. Weren't you just in Palm Springs? Did you drive back like yesterday? Last week. Yes. Did you drive back just for us? Of course. Yeah, hi. See? <laughs> and his love for Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that he is an amazing, amazing artist, graphic designer. Um, you actually abandoned your first profession and schooling to pursue a passion and a dream of yours, um, which I find wonderfully awesome because I did the same thing. What were you mm. what were you studying back where you were from? So I was studying physical therapy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Marquette University. Wow. Because I thought, you know, came from like a Catholic household, Asian. So it's like you're a doctor or a lawyer. I'm like, I'll compromise. <laughs> I don't want to be a nurse because that's so cliched for it, Filipinos. It is. So I was like, I'll, I'll be a physical therapist. At least I get to touch. I might work with athletes. Yeah, there you so go. I thought, you know, and I was still in high school. So I'm like, I'm not out yet. So maybe this is my way out. You know, I'll oh, work with athletes on a basketball team or something. See? Tight, tight muscles. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I, I went to, I went there for like four and a half years. Wow. I actually got you into were the, deep. I was deep in there. Deep Damn. in the Damn. How far were you from getting your degree? Two years. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Six years to be a physical therapist? Mm-hmm. What's the, what is it? Is it like well, a, it's is like, like a well, master's are like the, Well, the four years are like your prerequisites, right? Okay. But because you're taking, so it's a direct admit program. So you're taking so many classes that you actually get a double major. Wow. So after four years, I got a psychology major, which hey, it would just, you know, be, it's just a BS. It's not BS. I'm just kidding. <laughs> As opposed to BA. <laughs> so I just felt like, well, I, I know a little bit of everything psychology, yeah. but not enough to actually use it for anything. Right. You know, I have to further it. But I really was fascinated by it. But I was like, yeah, I don't really want to make this a career. So then I started my first year, and then once I got into the second half, the first half of the second year, Ugh. that's when we started doing clinicals, and I started working in hospital. This is my very first time in a hospital in that setting, because I don't, I've never really been in hospital because I'd never really get sick. sick never, right? You know what yeah. I mean? I'm going, you know, between the lighting and the smells and, and the sounds and the people crying oh and whining, God. and I'm just going, I don't really. And then I realized I don't really like to be touching people. Because I'm not even like a big hugger. 
So I'm going, why did I not figure this out a long time ago? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't care. Like, you're you're in pain and it's just freaking me out. And what and, I'm doing may know, not help you. And that's annoying. No, that was my biggest thing. Because yeah. I was thinking, if someone's life is in my hands, this is not the career for me. I'm not passionate enough about it yeah. to be like, no, just get out. You know, you just like, leave. You're annoying. Leave. So I didn't and, want to just suck it up because no. I was doing fine in the classes. Right. It's not like I was failing. It's just, you didn't I feel like, do it. you know, the health field, you yeah. probably should be passionate because someone might <laughs> die. Right. So you should probably care about what you're doing because someone could yeah. fucking die. Right. So that's, that's what genius. I did. I'm glad that you made that choice and that you were smart enough and brave enough to say, nah, fuck this. I'm going to well, go do I wasn't what I want. that brave because when I dropped out, I didn't tell my parents and I was like, I can't move back home. So I just ran away to California okay. <laughs> by yourself, literally by yourself. At the time, I had friends from high school that just graduated from Boston College on mm-hmm. the East Coast and they moved to California at that the, the summer before. Uh huh. And they were trying to be actors, like, you know, their sure. bucket list items. So right. they were like five straight frat dudes living in a condo, okay. which used to be owned by Angeline, oh. the pink lady. She My still owned God. it. So everything in there was pink. And I thought, this is a really gay condo. This is a really gay it's condo. Really, and they were like, we can't touch anything because it's all, we're renting it from Angeline. <gasps> it was all her furniture and everything? And she had, she had paintings of herself. We couldn't touch it all. So I moved in with like five straight guys. In Hollywood, <laughs> oh initially. Oh my god! Sounds and like then, a like you know. it does sound like a sitcom. <laughs> but they didn't know I was gay. Rex That's and the, the funniest rest. part. They didn't. They didn't. Not even my best friend. So my best friend was the one that told me to come out there. He was my best friend from high yeah, school. Yeah, he didn't know. I mean, I don't know. He claims he never knew. He says he's never. He never knew before you told him. No, because so, I, you know, I had a lot of really pretty female friends. So he just thought, oh, he must be dating them. Yeah, no. Assumptions. <laughs> Assumptions. Um, so you came out here, and yeah. where did you go to school for art? I went to school for art two years later. After wow! Art, because after about eight months, I moved my boyfriend at the time, who I left in Milwaukee, out here, and I moved out of the condo, and we got our own place. I was gonna say, if you moved, yeah. if you moved your boyfriend in with the straight dudes, I think your secret would have been blown <laughs> the fuck open. So. <laughs> So you got your own place, yeah. And then you and went then we to, moved, and then I went to, I went to the Art Institute of California in Santa Monica. Wow! But it took me two years. So I worked in retail for two years, trying to find myself. Mm. Like, should I go back? Did I make the right healthcare? choice? Yes. Yeah. I did that whole regret thing because yeah. you know UCLA is here. I can yeah apply again. Get a nursing you know. degree. But no, again, we have to touch people in nursing. Yeah. That's not. So I was like, I don't want to do anything healthcare. No. So no. So now with your art degree, you're a graphic mm-hmm. designer. Mm-hmm. Are you working right now during COVID? Yes. I am. Great. I'm what so are you fully doing? I'm gainfully employed. So I work from home. I brought my whole desktop contraption with all the monitors and wow. everything home. So I work from home. Who do you work for? I work at RPA ad agency in Santa Monica. So you do ads like you do advertisements and like mm-hmm. that's fucking cool. What's the last ad you did? Um, I did ads. Actually, I did one for Pocky. Oh, the, Pocky, the candy. Little, the little candy sticks. Oh, so it's okay. like when my friends go to the grocery store and they see Pocky packaging. I'm like, I did that one. I did that. <laughs> I did that one. The next time, Pocky, <laughs> the unofficial sponsor of What's Your Position podcast. Uh, yeah. So how's, how have you been during COVID? Do you have any horror stories? Um, I don't. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like well, um, COVID sucks for everybody, yes, right? I mean, I did get it back in April. You got COVID. I got COVID. It's actually kind of a funny story. So you know. there was a bunch of Beckys and Karens complaining that they couldn't mm-hmm. get their hair cut. 
throughout COVID. And how did you get COVID? I was Rex? one of the Beckys that got a haircut and got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> So you not even a joke. You went to your hairdresser. You got a haircut at his house, right? No, I did not. So, so the technical story was: I went to Palm Springs, Uh and the guy I'm seeing currently now, his roommate is friends with a hairstylist. Okay. So they invite him over every now and then to get their haircut. Okay. And his boyfriend. Okay. So he was there when I walked in on a Friday afternoon Uh. and I said, you know what? If you're already here, why don't you cut my hair too? Sure. You know, have my mask on. And at some point he's like, oh, can you just take it off? Cause I, you know, want to trim around your ears. Sure. You know, in that moment. Uh, How many people got COVID from that? From that person? Yeah. From the people I knew, just me. So not only are you <laughs> blessed with being perpetually late, <laughs> texting the wrong human being at all times, um, but you are also blessed with the fact that you happen to get COVID among everyone who got a haircut that day and mm-hmm. no one else did. Mm-hmm. How'd it feel? Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, I had the milder symptoms, okay. which is like just, you know, like a mild, you know, mild fever. But the only thing that I have to say is it did last a full 14 days. Good Lord. And the fever never broke. So did you just feel like shit the whole time? Yeah. But the worst was losing sense of taste. Did you get it back? I think it's about 90% back. Holy Yeah, it's almost fuck. back. So April, think about it. That's like five months <laughs> of not having It better be taste. back by Thanksgiving, motherfucker. Yeah, like, that that's was the most depressing okay. thing to lose taste. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, I was putting did like you lose vinegar. Weight? I lost like 40 pounds or so, 30. No, no, I'm, I'm exaggerating. 25 to 30 pounds. That's still a fuck <laughs> ton of weight. Yeah. Poor thing. Who took care I know, of you? I look good now. You look great. Thank You're you. super hot. <laughs> Who took care of you? Um, myself. I mean, I live with my brother, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't want him to come in contact with me. So I kind of, I wasn't so sick that I couldn't take care of myself. Yeah. I would just lock myself in my room and not eat. Jesus. You know, just well, like my dating life prior. <laughs> <laughs> so I have um, an interesting tip mm-hmm. um, that I want to give, producer. I want, I'm going to give an interesting tip really quickly. Uh, it is my just the tip, the tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Let's talk about prep, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the prophylactics that we can take. Okay, sorry. I was making that up on the fly. Sorry. (laughs) uh, We're going to talk about prep. This is my tip of the day for anyone out there who is sexually active and falls into the category of at risk for increased HIV transmission. Pre means before, in case you didn't know that. Exposure, coming into contact with HIV prophylaxis, a treatment to prevent infection. So PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. It is an HIV prevention strategy where an HIV negative individual takes an anti-HIV medication before coming in contact with HIV to reduce their risk of becoming infected. The medications work to prevent HIV from establishing an infection inside the body. So it works to prevent the HIV virus from attacking T cells and taking over those T cells. It has been shown to reduce risk of HIV 
HIV infection through sex for gay and bisexual men, transgendered women, and heterosexual men and women, as well as among people who inject drugs. It does not protect against any other STI or pregnancy, and it is not a cure for HIV. Truvada which is the only approved drug on the market right now. Uh, but there are five in studies currently, five other drugs in studies right now. Truvada provides 92 to 99% reduction in HIV risk in HIV negative individuals who take their pills every day as directed. If a dose is missed, the level of HIV IV protection may decrease and it only works if you take it. So for people who take seven prep pills per week, their estimated level of protection is 99%. Those who take four is 96%. And those who take two per week is at 76%. Rex. Yes. Do you take prep? I do. And when did you start taking it? Probably like... Four, six, I think when it first started coming So like out. four years ago? Yeah. Did you, were you part of the research for it, the trials? I was. Yeah. Which I was. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Actually, that's very, very I got paid $10 cool. every time I, you know, did the questionnaire for mm -hmm. the research. Yeah. And then you got, do you have to pay for your prescription? Um, no, I have insurance. I've had insurance for a long time. Okay. So I And don't they know. cover it? They cover it and I know that part of it's covered by the manufacturer itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like mostly my insurance and then whatever yeah. doesn't get picked up by the manufacturer. In, in so the state, no, of, in the state of California, there's a lot of uh, ways to get medications that are preventative for HIV covered, even if you don't have insurance. So talk to any provider that's out there. But um, I did read something that says it can be up to $2,000 a month to get that medication, which I think is just astronomically upsetting. Because if you're trying to prevent a, a disease like HIV, you should probably just give it to people. Like, I agree. Come on. <laughs> that that's ridiculous. Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, have you had any side effects? Any crazy things? How, how many days a week do you take it? Every single day. Every Once day. A day. Uh, even if you, let's say, have a dry spell, no sex for like a month, you still take it. Yeah. Fantastic. Because the longer you take it, the more you take it, the more it, the tolerant, the mm -hmm. more you build up the the ability to prevent HIV from happening. Exactly. That's incredible. Does your current partner take it? Yes. That's so cool. Did you guys talk about that before you started? Is that like a deal breaker we, for you? No. I mean, you know, the world has changed. Back in the day, people would lie. You know, they would say they do. But nowadays, I think it's just, it's been ingrained. I think people are becoming more responsible. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things people talk about now. You know. I do know that on Grindr, uh, I know that you don't use Grindr, the dating app, right? No. But that is a huge deal on Grindr that a lot of people in their profiles put, am on prep. Mm -hmm. Like, as part of their like descriptors, like gay Asian male on prep, mm -hmm. like that's their bio. And it just kind of lets the people know who they're hooking up with. Like I'm taking this to prevent HIV. And it's kind of like one of those tick, those boxes mm -hmm. that you tick like, Oh, they're on prep. I'll date them. Or, Oh, they're not on prep. I'm not going to date them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Was that something for Like, was he already on it when you guys started dating? He was. And I don't remember, I think came up pretty early on, maybe the second time. No, maybe the first night I met him, we just in passing had the conversation, you know, like, okay. are you into safety stuff? Are you on prep? You know, like it, it almost came out like, yeah, you know, what's your name? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what's which, your I, name? which I guess are is you a on good prep? sign. Yes. <laughs> it's good. It's the second question mm -hmm. we asked. Great. Um, we're going to talk about 
LGBT community today. We're going to talk mainly about um, what it's like to be a gay man. Mm-hmm. I will not know either of those things because ni- I am neither gay nor a man. Um, <laughs> so sometimes when there's women here, I can relate, but I can't. So <laughs> you have to tell me everything about being a gay man. I'm very excited. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the history of homosexuality in the United States and in the world. Um, we'll talk about some statistics because <laughs> we all know who gets off on statistics. That'd be me. In the United States, those who identified as LGBT in the year 2017, when the survey was conducted, uh, was 58% women and 42% male. Now, that's an odd ratio to me. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that 50 in in people who identify as LGBT, almost 60% are women that are identifying that way and only about 40% are male. Why when was this? 2017. 2007, which is not that long ago. I right. think because it's still more socially acceptable for two women to be seen together, mm-hmm. whereas it's still stigma to see like two men together. So there's a crazy general. statistic I read that said, um, and this was a, a poll that was conducted in 2019. In the United States, one in five homosexual men experiences discrimination on a daily basis. In 2019? Yeah. One in five homosexual men polled said that they experienced discrimination Uh on a daily basis. Does that happen to you? You know, the weird thing is it's never, it's never happened to me. Shut the fuck up. Or I'm just really blind to it. Maybe I'm blind to it because I don't see it, but it's never actually happened to me ever. Like I've never been gay bash. I've never been like, I've never had anyone to my face treat me like oh because of my sexuality that I'm is amazing say something to you like, like not even in the grocery store wow you know I mean? that's incredible mm-hmm. you're like a unicorn i am yeah like <laughs> really like you're you're probably one of the only gay a unicorn in camo <laughs> like he's out there but no one's like he's out there but, but no one knows that he's out he's like a real unicorn because you never really see unicorns you just know that they're there they're out there mm-hmm. they're out there uh ancient greeks didn't believe in the terms heterosexual and homosexual. So this is how far back homosexuality goes. Mm -hmm. They did believe in passive and active. The most common form of same-sex relationships in ancient Greeks were an older male acted as a mentor and a lover to a younger boy. They believed in ancient Greece that sperm was the way to pass knowledge on from generation to generation. Uh, the church, actually, the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. sanctified gay marriages in the Dark Ages. One being Byzantine Emperor Basil in 867 A.D. So homosexuality goes back, <laughs> way the fuck back, like wow, the dawn of time, right? Yeah. Because even among animal groups. Um, like chimpanzees, bonobos, um, certain fish, there are frogs, uh, dolphins. They all exhibit homosexual traits in their animal group. Sometimes if there is too many male or female frogs in this one frog group, that frog will change its sex so that it can help populate the species. Wow. So it'll basically grow a dick so that it can populate the species but it shows us that in the animal kingdom like Uh homosexuality is throughout every sort of animal kingdom not just human beings it's in other animals as well and that sex isn't just for reproduction because those dolphins aren't fucking each other to make more dolphins they're Mm -hmm. fucking each other to get off right Mm -hmm. dolphins fuck 
We've said this before. Dolphin rape is a real thing. Dolphin rape. Careful out there, guys. It's real. <laughs> you guys laugh. It's People so do real. get raped by they dolphins. Really what? On like dolphin adventures, on literally, on these things where you go to like swim with dolphins, there has been documented cases of dol- male dolphins getting a little aggressive and literally like squeezing a female and like ejaculating on her. I mean, I feel like this is why I'm afraid to. Get, no, I made this joke before because I used to go like wakeboarding sure. in Santa Monica like years ago. And then one time I was getting nudged by dolphin, but because I couldn't see, I thought, oh my God, it's a shark, but it was a dolphin. And people were like, oh no, it wants to play. I'm like, no, I have no, bruises along my side. See? No, it wanted to rape People you. thought that was funny. It's, it's not, not funny. funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Dolphins rape us. Yeah. It's a real problem see? out there. <laughs> Uh, I have another interesting fact. Do mm-hmm. you know that drag is an acronym? What's an acronym? An acronym is when <laughs> every letter stands for a word. Oh, really? Like AIDS. I did not know Acquired that. immunodeficiency syndrome. HIV. Yes. Human immunity. That one I knew. I did not know drag was an acronym. Do you want to try to... If this isn't my stat of the day, but do you guys want to try to to guess what it means? Wait, give me... Yeah, give me a second. Um, no. I'm thinking like the first letter is probably dress. Yes. Oh. R. Ah, the rest are, I don't know. So it was coined by Shakespeare. Oh. This is how far back we're going, people. <laughs> Drag is an acronym coined by Shakespeare, and it means dressed resembling a girl. Oh, that makes total sense. Right? Okay. But a girl, not a woman. A girl, not a woman. Draw yeah. would be too. Draw is not like, necessarily the coolest <laughs> acronym. I like drag so much better. Uh, have you ever dressed in drag? I have. Have you performed? No. What's your drag name when you get dressed up? Do you have a name? Sue S U E okay. space last name Nami N A M I. Oh my god! <laughs> do you have a wig that you wear? No, I think I bought it when I did it. I bought it from like Amazon or something. What color was you know? it? It was like brown. No, it was red. It was red. I was going to say, please be, red. you know what? It should be blue. <laughs> Tsunami, like a wave. Like you should have blue hair. That's a hair. good one. But yeah. I look better in red Okay, than blue. all right. Okay. I mean, you have to go with your complexion. Yes. Whatever makes you comfortable. <laughs> the modern use of the word gay mm-hmm. comes from gay cat. Wait, is that an acronym too? It's not an acronym. Oh, it's not. <laughs> No, it is not. A slang term. um, Are you ready for this? This is fucking crazy. A slang term among hobos, meaning a boy who accompanies an older, more experienced tramp with the implication of sexual favors being exchanged for protection. He's a tramp, (laughs) but I love him. Okay, that's interesting. I know. So homosexuality has been around forever Mm -hmm. since human beings and animals evolved this is this is a a way of life that is just endearing and endeared into our into our fabric of our world um and yet it seems to start to get a bit dicey when protestants (laughs) came to america Uh And decided that it was their way or the highway. So American Indian tribes that are here on American soil, do you know the term that they use for an individual who is attracted to the same gender? You know, I've never even thought about that. There's one in Thailand, too. 
I have okay, no. So I don't know. American Indian tribes don't believe in um assigning a gender or a sexual preference to anybody. So they believe oh. that who you love is who you love. Okay. And individuals who are attracted to the same gender are called two spirits and they are usually the shaman or the medicine person in that tribe. They are considered wow. powerful and really fucking rare, like unicorns. Or Beyonce. Or Beyonce. <laughs> Either one. So Native Americans were here, clearly. And uh, these, you know, religious people on boats came over and decided to take over everything, including sexuality. Mm -hmm. And some of the very first deaths for homosexuality occurred in the 1600s here in America. Um, People were burned at the stake. Women usually were burned at the stake and called witches if they engaged in same-sex relations. Men were usually castrated, if not killed, for engaging in same-sex relations. And while that can't take place here in America, death is still a punishment in some countries Mm -hmm. for being homosexual, which I just, that's like saying I'm going to kill you (laughs) because you have blonde hair. Like I literally, that my hair just came out the fucking color that it was. Mm -hmm. My bad. Like, Mm -hmm. have you, did you ever take in your psych classes, did you ever take like a gender study or like any, any human sexuality or anything? I mean, no, because I went to a Catholic university, oh, so. God. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't, yeah, that was never going to be part of the curriculum. Clearly. Although I did get out of my housing contract to live in the dorms with three of my friends, and I used the gay card. What's the gay card? You know, I said, because it's a Catholic university, I said, you know, my other three roommates, who were also my friends at the time, we had this discussion before we went forward with it. And because we wanted to break our lease, one wanted to go live in a frat, two wanted to live in a frat house, and then me and the guy I was living with, we wanted to get our own place in like this fancy, like you know, nice apartment building. So we just wanted to break our contract. So okay. I used the whole, oh, I'm gay, and I think it makes them uncomfortable. And it's Catholic University. I think it's better if we just all separate. <laughs> you outed yourself to the university so you could break a lease. Yes. Wow. I did. That's impressive. <laughs> to How, break it, I've never. Are thought you about still that this way. frugal? Are you still? Do you still do things to save? Do you use the gay no, card anywhere it else? No, doesn't matter anymore. No. Okay. <laughs> so you've never used the gay card to get free shit other than to break your lease. That's it. That's it. That's all okay. I was able to be. Good I for. think you can be forgiven for that. Thank you. Um, Americans <laughs> are becoming more accepting in their views of LGBT people. Do mm-hmm. you agree with that statement? Yes. Okay. Because, good, because mm-hmm. so do the other people in this survey. <laughs> uh, 63% of Americans in 2016 said uh, that homosexuality should be accepted by society and completely absorbed as as a, a way of life. Marriage should be fine. Everything mm-hmm. should be equal mm-hmm. for heterosexual and homosexual individuals. In 2006, it was 51%. So that's gone up by 12% in, in wow. 10 years. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like a lot. Mm-hmm. But when you consider that Stonewall happened in the 70s and that the HIV AIDS epidemic happened in the 80s and uh, the 90s and that we're still fighting to get rights for everyone. Gay mm-hmm. marriage wasn't legalized until 2015 nationwide by the Supreme Court. Yes. So to go up 10 percent to me is 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 a huge in a short amount of time. Yeah. And, forget. and you've said how old are you? 
43. And you've said you've never experienced discrimination based on your sexuality. No. So either A, you don't surround yourself with assholes, or B, <laughs> you just don't pay attention to what other people say or think, right? It might be both. Because remember, be I did both. grow up in Chicago. Chicago's pretty rough. I know. But the one thing that I have to say, I had a lot of friends that were from like, you know, the from the projects. They were my friends. But also when I would be in that part of town, they didn't really even care. So it's almost like innately down to it, they really didn't care about that. They were more violent against like one gang against the other gang. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And right. even Boys Town Chicago is literally like four blocks away from What's like Boys Town? Cabrini Green. Um, it's like Chicago's version of West Hollywood. Oh, okay. So it's okay. like, this, okay. It, so like it's, it's like the WeHo. Of, it's like the WeHo okay. of Chicago. I got you. And it was like, I've never experienced it. And even when I would run into like, you know, anyone that looked rough or whatever, they would just be like, whatever, you know, okay. but maybe it's because I don't look, I don't know. I've, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've never seen that's it. Awesome. I've been that's in just, situations where I probably could have been bashed, yeah. but they just look at me like, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or also you just may not be very sensitive. Like anyone could take, if you go, have you ever gone to gay pride? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've probably seen protesters outside of gay pride. No. Oh God, I have every time and I'm straight. I don't think I have. Like, I, I feel like you probably are just one of those people that doesn't take everything personally. Like if you were to see a protester that uh -huh. had a sign that said homosexuality is a sin, you probably mm -hmm. would not only not even acknowledge it, but you wouldn't take that to heart. That I've never thought of it that way. You but I think you're right. You probably just would be like, okay, bro, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you say, man. Yeah. Uh, there are demographic differences in who identifies as LGBT. The mm. most notable is by age. So clearly, the younger you are, the more likely you are to identify because as we go through the decades, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, mm. and the nows, more and more young people are coming out with their sexualities as, as like you said oh, you earlier, like earlier, earlier, they're coming out earlier, they're coming out earlier. Okay. So 18 to 36 are by far the most likely people to identify at LGBT. Uh -huh. Um, people at between the ages of 37 to 51, it's only 3% and 52 to 70 is 2.4% and 71 and older is only 1.4%. So it's oh. like, you're obviously going to be more likely to come out yeah. as LGBT the younger you are because it's more acceptable now than it ever has been. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Right. Uh, women actually are more likely to identify as LGBT than men. 4.4% mm -hmm. of women in the U.S. identify as LGBT and 3% of men identify as LGBT. And now I'm going to give you the statistic of the day. Ooh. So, <laughs> Rex, what we do is uh -huh. I have a really great statistic that I'm going to throw out at you. And it okay. has something to do with what we were just talking about. And what you and my producer and the listener are going to do is make your guess right now out loud. And then towards the end of the show, I'm going to okay. tell you what that statistic answer oh, actually okay. is. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so we're talking about demographical differences okay. in who identifies as LGBT. We've realized that the younger you are, the more likely you are to identify and women are more likely to identify than men. Okay. What ethnicity is the least likely to identify as LGBT? What ethnicity, 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 Hispanic is the least likely to identify as LGBT. Do I get a buzzer or I just, that's it. You got your vote in okay. Hispanic done. Check <laughs> noted. Okay. It's not bad. Those, ca those, ca those Catholics. Those Catholics. <clears throat> A lot of Catholics. Um, my first thought was 
black or Asian? That's where, I mean, white, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, for me, like, when I think of, like, the prototypical gay man, yeah. I, I picture, you know, a white dude with short shorts. Sorry. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the straight dude talking. That's, un- that's Uncle oh Jamie. Yeah. yeah, Uncle Jamie. That's literally why. That's Uncle literally, Jamie. It's our Uncle Jamie was gay. It was, was gay. So he, oh, so we but he picture, was, like, a nerdy version. So he was a nerdy. The, oh, nerdy. Yeah. But so that's probably why. I'm that's probably why we yeah. think that, though, because okay. he really did wear those short shorts, and he, he was... He was, I mean, he was a flamboyant. flamboyant he was much. in WeHo. He wasn't around us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Asian. Okay. So at the end of the show, I will reveal the answer to the question. Please, listeners, get it. <laughs> Think of it. All right. You're good. All right. Tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Chicago, in the suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Born there? Raised there? Born and raised in Chicago. Who are your First parents? First generation. My parents came from the Philippines. So wow. I was the first. Me and my brother were the first generation. In That's the rad. States. Do you speak Tagalog? No. Cool. Because back then, <laughs> <laughs> back then they thought it would be easier to raise us speaking English, so we matriculated much. That's easier, smart. You know okay. I, mean? I got it. But Filipino. So my mm-hmm. my sister is uh, date. I mean, dating, living with, has a child with. I hate that okay. term, dating. That's such a like loose fucking cohabitating. Term. Sure. Her partner. <laughs> Is Filipino. Okay. My mother, my stepmother, my dad's wife is Filipino. Okay. And they have two kids who are half Filipino. So I've got straight up lumpia running through my fucking veins. Rex. That's the best. It's so good. Isn't it good? My, mo- my stepmom can make fucking legit <laughs> ass lumpia. Like, and panset? Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. It's like Asian spaghetti. It is like Asian spaghetti. It's so good. It's so much better. Um, Have you been back to the Philippines? Yeah, once a long time ago. Only once? Mm -hmm. In the 90s. Okay. You You don't want to go? No, I do. Um, Maybe now that I'm older, I'll appreciate it more. Yeah. Now they have Wi Fi and stuff. Back then, they didn't have (laughs) Wi Fi. Now they have Wi (laughs) Fi. Just an FYI, my uh, brother and sister, uh, Noah and Maya, Mm -hmm. they are. 10 and 6 respectively oh. they spend their entire summers there without wi-fi the so i summers. think that you could probably do it you giant giant pansy we'll see have you ever seen the bugs nope no nope. <laughs> nope okay so you have one brother i have one brother older or younger younger by four years yeah okay and you mm-hmm. guys lived in a suburb of chicago your parents mm-hmm. what'd they do my mom was a city controller of Chicago, and my dad was an RN nurse. City controller. Is that Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec? Is that what he did? No, I think he was a city <laughs> manager. Oh, okay. Uh, you watch Parks and Rec? Uh, no. Oh, damn. All right. And you said that your dad was an RN? Yeah, he was an RN. Wow. That's very, very cool. You mm-hmm. grew up Catholic? I did. Like, strict Catholic? Like, communion and like church on Sundays yes, and yeah. mass. And I mean, we never got beat like, you know, other, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, like the stereotypes. But. Good. But you went to confession? <laughs> um, like once a year. Okay. You know, forced. And forced. <laughs> Has most things in Catholicism. <laughs> um, okay. And you went, did you go to Catholic school? Yes, yes, yes. So okay. I went to Catholic kindergarten, Catholic Grade school, Catholic middle school, Catholic high school, and Catholic university. <laughs> so your guilt level is like a 12 out of 10? <laughs> no, just... actually. Isn't that weird? No, actually, I'm grateful to hear it. Like you, es- you escaped and you're not you guilty know. of anything. No. But do you still practice? 
Uh, no. Okay. What turned you away from the church? Um, nothing really. I mean, I never experienced anything bad with the church. Sure. So to speak. I mean, I went to an all boys Catholic high school, Uh huh. you know, but, and I've heard stories, but sure, we all happened have. to me. Yeah. And I've, I've been confronted now that I'm older in my thirties and forties trying to get me, you know, like, did anything happen to you by so-and-so? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can't be part of that lawsuit because nothing ever happened to me. Right. So. Again, you're the unicorn. Again, I'm the unicorn. In camouflage. I never saw it. With an indivisibility cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Got along with everyone. <laughs> so when you realized that you had an attraction to men or boys, mm-hmm. how, how old were you? Like probably like really young. Like I think the earliest I remembered is five. And what do you remember thinking? Um, there was this boy next door. His name was Johnny or something. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always named Johnny. Yeah, they of course they <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yep. <laughs> you know, he was like the little like Hellion kid that rode around his like oh rough bike. God. He'd be like, hey, do you want to ride on the back of the bike? You know, and like, I'll just ride us around town. Like rough. Like he'd like to like show oh, off, you know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that early on. And and you wanted like you wanted Johnny to like <laughs> He was probably his, seven and I was five, so And you wanted to hold his hand, like and you Well, I held on to his waist. And you just <laughs> knew that that was like you would rather do that with Johnny than with Mary. Yeah, but it was different because the difference was I had a lot of little girlfriends too, but I played with them differently. And it was almost like I was trying to figure out what is it that I liked hanging out with Johnny that was different than the girls? Because remember, I'm so young that there's no like of course. sexuality no, involved or sex involved. Right. But you knew that you wanted to spend time with them in a different way. In a different way. Than with the girls. So when I was you five, I, mean? I was chasing boys. I was chasing them. Like, yeah. I mean, I like, was too. Run. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there was no like, I'm going to kiss you or I'm going to make out with you. It was, yeah, I, I want your attention Yes. In a different way than like my the friend girls. Carrie. Because like, I'm playing like dolls and exactly. like stuff with them. Like, but with them, I'm like, I want your yeah, attention. Because I was terrified to ride mm-hmm. the bike. But I'm like, well, well if he wants me to do that, that's what I'm that going to do. I get to be on the back of Johnny's bike. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> yeah. So when was the first time you had any sort of like sexual experience? Even if it was by yourself, that was sort of. Sexual? You mean especially with myself? Where you realized like you're fantasizing about men. Oh, probably at like eight okay yeah and then did you mention it to anybody no i mean i've been caught by my babysitters and my mom and my grandma many times you know looking at things or just no just you know like laying on the couch watching my sunday morning cartoons and just like just playing with it. <laughs> sunday thundercats or you know, like, like so young that Smurfs? there's nothing that like what finishes, were we watching you know? yeah, you yeah. You know, but just you're like still nothing. diddling with it and yeah and they're yeah. like you can't do that don't touch you know? that why yes. not? Oh, because at Catholics, they don't like masturbation. Yeah. And I don't remember what they used to say, but they would just, they never said it's the devil's hand because I've heard that from oh, my yeah. other friends, yeah. but they would just say, don't do that. That's not bad. That, that's bad. That's not good. Oh, you know? sexual repression. You know, until the one day I got surprised. I'm like, oh my God, there's something coming out. <laughs> Wait, something happens at the <laughs> end? Happening. No one told me there was a prize in the box. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> been cheated. When was the first time you had any sort of sexual experience with another human being? Um, when I was 18 or 19. What? Yes. You didn't kiss anybody? Oh, wait. Uh, yes, 18 or 19. Even kiss? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, no. Okay. When I was in the Philippines, uh huh. 
my cousin's neighbor next door, the girl had a crush on me while we were visiting for like three weeks. Okay. Like, they were like, she wants to kiss you. So I was like, oh my God, I've never kissed anyone before. You know, and like, she was full on like tongue pushing through oh, my no. lips. Oh, and God. I was just like, this is terrifying. This is awful. So I don't really count I don't that. count that either. No. <laughs> when was the first meaning, the first meaningful for you was when you were 18. Yeah. Who was it? You don't have to say, um, but like, who, how did you know that? It was someone I met outside of a bar when I was in college. Okay. Yeah. And being able to recognize that, A, you're in a safe place, uh-huh. and B, this person wants to experience the same things that you want to experience, and you finally uh-huh. get to have that moment with the, the person that you want to, like, how did it feel? It just felt weird. Okay. I've never had a tongue. <laughs> I've never kissed anyone like that before. I'm okay. like, this is not like kissing my mom, you know, like no, it's completely thank different. God. And it was just, I was, I was kind of, cause it was all a night of first, you know, it's just like. How many first did you do? <laughs> okay. No, I mean, it was the night of first cause this is my first time. Like I was in college at Marquette uh-huh. and um, I just said, I'm just going to take a taxi cab and go to the gay district. You know, now that I'm 18, like I can go to like underage night and I was so terrified. I left like half an hour. I walked in and I was on there for 30 minutes. I was like, I can't. And I went outside and I was just hanging out waiting for a cab. And then this guy started talking to me. And why were you so uncomfortable? I don't know. It was just, it was, I think this was my first time. It was just so weird. And it was just so like, you see it in the movies and mm-hmm. you see it on TV. But then as a gay person, I actually see in real life, it's kind of just like, it's kind of like the cliche, you know, yeah. you see, Every little thing, you know, you see the dragons, you see the femmes, you see the flamboyant, you see the, but you know, you see it yeah. all and you're like, oh, it really is like the TV, but it's like in real life, like surround And it sound. was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. And I was like, I was super young. You were a baby guy. I was a baby and I was just like, I'm wearing my Banana Republic thinking I'm oh. looking cute. I'm going, oh, I you feel like I'm overdressed. <laughs> oh. So who did you meet outside? You met a random... Some random guy that was standing outside. He was young too. He was probably like 19. Mm-hmm. Not that much older than me with his friends. And they just kept like pointing at me. I'm like, oh, they're making fun of my clothes or whatever. Because I don't, you know, like... Because I, I don't know. fit in. Because I'm in. 18 and I don't fit in You anymore. know, it was like we chit-chat for like 10 minutes and suddenly tongue down my throat. And I was nice. like, oh, this is how it works. Oh, this is what's happening. <laughs> okay, cool. Did you guys do dance later um no i left i got my oh. i left <laughs> okay terrified when was the first time you had like we're gonna use baseball metaphors okay like second base second base is like, like heavy petting heavy petting okay you um, felt a man's member in your hand one month later awesome great <laughs> you were thirsty so thirsty <laughs> ready to go Yes. Got it. Who was yeah. the same random guy? No. Damn it. <laughs> Such a great story. Who was it this time? Um, I remember his name was Juan. And he kept over. He, we Okay, we kept. I, all I remember was we went back. He had a baby girl. His The girl that had the baby was his best friend. And she didn't live there, but he was super gay. Like, I could tell he was super gay. So I'm like, why? I don't know. How understand. did you have a child with his, with another? All right, cool. I never asked. No, you know, sure. so the baby's in the living room with his three other roommates. Oh. And we're in the bedroom about to smash. And he just kept running to the, his little CD player and kept repeating SWV. <gasps> I get weak in the knees. Again, and because I it was an old player, he had to repeat it manually. Every five, or was it three control. half minutes? Yeah. Song. Yeah, and you he, couldn't he get up. Just the same song. I mean, SWV has more hits than that, so I feel like. Well, that was his his smash. Oh, here jam. we go. Oh, is this yeah. bringing back memories for you? 
Oh wow. <laughs> that 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 was it. Mm. Traumatized. Mm. Traumatized. You ready to smash? No. Okay. That was the so, worst <laughs> ever. And that was my first You actually had sex? Sexual contact. No, we tried. Oh. I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So what okay. <laughs> what happened? I mean, I think he tried to penetrate me, and then he's like, "Well, if that's not working, you can penetrate me." And I was just like, "I don't know what I'm I don't know doing. what I'm doing." Can and you, that can music you be... needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, literally what I told him. Like, why that? Why not TLC? Why? <laughs> why are we listening to the second tier girl band? <laughs> can we get some yeah. En Vogue, like TLC, <laughs> Salt and Pepper, like exactly? Just SWV, get out of here. Okay, so you bailed on Juan and his baby. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say I didn't try. We you tried. tried but I, again, I didn't know what hey, I was doing. The first time I was going to have sex, I, it didn't go well for me either. And I had <laughs> to try again later. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're alone in that. The first time for mm-hmm. sex for people is usually really fucking awkward as shit, <laughs> man. Okay. So then what happened? So that was the end of that night. I went home. I think we tried to do it another night again and his his daughter was there again. I was like, this is just too weird. This is bizarre. It's just too bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it was so bizarre. Was it still playing in the CD player? Uh, yeah. Oh God. It was still, you Jesus know. Jesus It's Still playing. So, okay. So then did you go to a bar? Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> Me again. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So where, when did you hook up with the next person? Um, you're just trying. It's hard out there for I a baby unicorn. I think at that, I think at that point, from the first time I went to the gay bar mm-hmm. to maybe like a year after that, it was just like I started going like every weekend. Yeah, but I would go after hours when all my roommates were sleeping because they I still would, don't know. They didn't know, mm-hmm. and I actually I was friends with the these six girls that they moved out of the dorms. They lived in a house. They rented a house together, and I would actually sneak over there take the little like shuttle bus and I would steal one of their their keys and steal her car and take it out. Wow. <laughs> but I would bring it back home before sunlight like three in the morning so she would never know. Really? Well, I mean, I, I think she knew. She, she said something. Knew. Years later, she said something that she knew I was taking her car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you never brought boys back home. No. Okay, so you'd always have to kind of hook up at the club mm-hmm. in the car. No, never in the car. Thank God. Just, like, She's probably so grateful. That sounds terrible. Okay. So now you have to tell me about the first time you hit a home run. The first time I hit a home run. Oh, my God. Oh. That's I was it. home there for the is. summer. Okay. I was home for the summer. I remember I was working at Marshall Fields in the department store. I was just like, I'm horny. I'm going to go to downtown. I'm going to experience the boys' town. Because remember, this yep. is, I'm home for the summer. So it's I've never actually been So what? There how yet. old are you right now? 19 no probably 18 the 18. summer of being 18 okay yeah. so you went home so i went and home you went to boys town went to boys town and then i was about i was walking home i was walking to find a cab because i was like well no one's hitting on me you know i'm trying desperately but i feel like i, I think I, I i'm looking back now going i probably look too desperate they're like no honey <laughs> You need to take your you know, desperate ass like out of here. Yeah, I think I looked really desperate. They're like, "No, we're not touching that." So I'm walking. Like scratching. Can I get some find, dick? Like, can right? anybody hook me up? Like, Which I anybody. feel like I was walking down the street looking for a cab, looking at it like, "Hey, <laughs> is the cab hey. driver? Does the cab driver want some?" Right. Like, so of course, in that in that state of desperation, looking, 
I look like a streetwalker. Oh, God. So I got hit on by a guy that pulled up in a car <gasps> in this convertible Rex. Mustang. And was it I Richard think, Gere? No, but he was probably the same age as okay. Richard Gere at that time. And I'm like 18. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and I'm thinking, he's in a white convertible Mustang. He's rich. Yes, let's do this. And oh, I just my jump God. In, no, you did not. And he thought I was for hire. <laughs> Rex. <laughs> I did. Did you let? It, did he let you out? No, he that, said, "I live in this fancy kind of like. Let's go, let's go now." Did he pay you? No, but oh. you know, because I was like, "Well, you know, I mean, I paid him in dick." <laughs> Actually, you know what? That probably was the smartest move on your point on 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 you because uh-huh. you got to experience your first like full blown sexual experience with someone who's super experienced like older yeah and knew what he was doing 33 ow i think yeah okay so you were 18 okay all right right, right, right. um, not like he was like 90 or something okay yeah so not that bad but yeah but yeah he probably was able to sort of teach you some things and be more patient with you did he know that you were quote unquote new to like the no Oh, you I acted like, oh, you know, I hang out here all the time. And you didn't you tell know. him that it was your first time? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> How was it? Um, I think I just went numb and I just kind of passed out for a second and then came to... I had also been drinking. Oh, <laughs> solid. Okay. But so I just really remember, remember there was it. pain involved. Oh, no. And I think I blacked out from the pain and the alcohol. Shut the fuck And then up. he, I just remembered waking up a second or two later, just a second or two later, uh-huh. like, are you okay? Like, he was genuinely concerned. I'm Aww. like, I'm fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't stop. We're getting through this. We're yeah. gonna get through this. He was the top? He was the top. Okay. And no, I, I remember the time it was not enjoyable. It was but not. It was, but I was not like dying of pain. Or Most people's first time isn't that great. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not uh, great until later when you kind of learn what you like and what you don't like. And it can be great with people you have just met. And it can also be great with people who you've been with for, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. Kevin Willard. But I'm also <laughs> partly scared because I'm thinking he originally thought I was a prostitute. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> So romantic that night. Okay, I have to ask you a question. Uh, Do you always have a condom on you? No. Okay. Is condoms something that is like a necessity for you when you're having sex? It is. It's a lot easier now that prep exists. Oh, yeah. But back then it's kind of just like, you know, back when I was younger, condoms are expensive. Like I had to steal them. (laughs) Why didn't you just go to a clinic and get it for free? Because I didn't want to walk in the clinic going, yeah, I'm here for the free condoms. Hi, can I get some condoms? (laughs) Thanks. I like free things. Yeah, they were expensive. Where would you steal them from? Walgreens. Well, yeah, because you you always steal from Walgreens. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Walgreens. Okay, so did you ever see the white convertible guy again? Another time when I went out again, he was driving by and I was like, I can't. No, that brings back bad memories. Okay. But he was hollering. You know, he was still. Hey. 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 I mean, why pay for it when I gave it away for uh, free? Right. <laughs> He's probably thinking he give it away for free again. Come back. Come on. <laughs> Come to my fancy condo. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was your first serious relationship? Um, that's a funny story. Oh, good. <laughs> I love funny stories. I think my first serious one was... He was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. He was a pro ball player. Well, it was, it was 
for the Malky Bucks considered pro basketball team? I have no team? fucking clue. Well, they might. Yes. They are. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> See, I don't. I have no idea. No idea. And that, yes, I met him when I was in college. Where did you meet him? I was walking, finding a cab in Milwaukee. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is actually happening? <laughs> this is insane. That, is this a sitcom too? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Gay guy in a taxi. <laughs> gay, gay, gay guy needs a taxi. That must be my, my thing. You That's know? it. Okay, so you're trying to find a trying cab. Trying to find a cab. And a random fucking basketball player finds you? He pulls up. Why doesn't like, this happen to anyone else? I don't know. Why doesn't Mike Trout pull up? <laughs> Do you need a ride? He's got a hot wife. He does have a hot wife. And oh they're about to have a baby. David or they Fletcher, already did. David Fletcher might be uh, single. He's a babe. He is a babe. Anyways. Anyways, going back. Uh, I'm he very curious you, about this. He yes. picked you up. Okay. Just fucking, what? I'm walking. I'm walking outside of a gay club in Milwaukee. You know, I'm like, it's 2.30 in the morning. It's time for me to get back to my dorm. <laughs> so I'm walking in the cold. It was it was snowing at the time. So I had my Tommy Hilfiger down jacket on. Of course you fucking did. Because what is it, 97? <laughs> yeah. 97, 98? Yeah, around I that time. I had that same fucking you jacket. No, about? yeah. Yes. Did you wear CK1? No. What? No, I did not. Get out. Of, get out. I did, no, I did bed, bath, bed, 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 bath and Body Works. Pear? Cucumber melon. Mm, pear was my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Okay, so, so that you got your how... traditional 1990s Tommy Hilfiger. Hor- yeah, walking yeah. down the street like got a it. you know expensive bougie hooker. Right. You know. Did and you have boots here, on? I did have boots on. Mm. Timberlands. Oh my god. <laughs> You're so 90s. Before they were f- it's popular. It's painful. It's painful. Yeah, okay, it's continue. Mm-hmm. So he pulls up in this bright yellow SUV thing. Like, it kind of looked like the pussy wagon from that movie, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Oh. Yeah. It, it was bright yellow, but this is before Kill Bill came out. Wow. So I was like, what is this bright yellow? And he lowered his window down. He had a friend on the passenger side, and he's literally yelling across his friend. His friend is looking at me like, oh, my God, what is happening? We just want to go home. Great. Here we go. You know, and he was, this, he was this white guy. He was tall. He looked like... um, The basketball player? The basketball player was a white guy. I see. I'm just gonna. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. There's a lot of white basketball players. Yeah, that Leech played for Milwaukee hair. in the '90s. I I, mean, I don't remember, but um, yeah. So he's just like, "Hey, do you want to go to IHOP?" I'm like, "Yeah, why not? It's fucking cold." And he's driving this pussy wagon. And, How are you, know, you that trusting that you literally got? Did your mother never tell you to get in the car with? Don't get in the car course. with strangers. And here I'm going. Well, he's cute. And he's offering you pancakes <laughs> at two thirty in the morning, and you're a poor college automobile. student who steals condoms. I'll take free pancakes. That's yeah. fine. Okay, so you go to IHOP. Go to IHOP. We had some pancakes. Went back to my apartment, which I shared with my roommate that we broke the lease with. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Who's here?" I'm like, "Nobody." <laughs> did your roommate he know didn't really you were care. gay? He did. Okay. He was the only person at the time that knew I was gay. Did he? Was he gay? No, okay. he was not. He was fine with it. He was fine with it. He didn't care. He didn't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. So you go back to your apartment and mm-hmm. just you and him or did his friend come his too? His friend came too. And then we were in the bedroom and his friend was watching MTV. You know, When MTV was good. When MTV was good. I remember And that was days. my first night we went all the way. And it wasn't <laughs> shitty? No, it was not. Did you pass out? No, I did not. Good. It was good. still awkward as AF. But it and then how long did you date bad. him? Maybe two years. No, a year and a half. A year and a half, maybe almost two Okay, years. you had to keep that on the down low, though, clearly. Yeah, it was very weird. He would like call restaurants in advance, make sure that we were either eating in the kitchen or we would come after or if they could close it. 
we would go on random vacations to Hawaii, Phoenix, but he would have to always call in advance or have his assistant or manager call. Did he in ever advance. tell you why? Yeah, he was like, you know, I play basketball, and he knew I didn't know. You know, like, well, he knew I didn't watch it. Yeah. So he was just like, I can't be outed, you know, but everyone around him knew, you know what I mean? Like even his teammates, I think, I think most of them did know. So for the listener who may not have any experience with what was going on in the nineties and especially in basketball, um, magic Johnson was diagnosed with HIV in 1992 and he was probably the most famous basketball player up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the Olympic team. He was a globe trotter. He was on the Lakers. He had won numerous championships. He was a, a premier athlete. He, he was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Michael Jordan will tell you that mm-hmm. like, no, yeah, maybe not, but <laughs> well, people will. Yeah. LeBron will. LeBron will tell you nope. that he's he is, self-centered you too. You don't think so? Oh, he's come out and said he's better than Jordan. Ah, <laughs> which he could <laughs> he argue that. that. He yeah, could I argue that though. That. Well, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson king. was Anyways, yeah, back to was uh, the epitome of of man and athletes, and he yeah. was diagnosed with HIV in 1992. He had sex with a hooker. Mm-hmm. And unprotected sex, and he got HIV, and he was one of the first straight men to mm-hmm. publicly say, "This isn't a gay disease. Mm-hmm. This is affecting me. I'm a straight man. I'm an athlete. I'm famous. I'm a millionaire. This isn't something that we need to make into a you know like a discrimination kind of a thing where it's it's and it was way focused on the gay community for a while and it still yeah, is it still is but it's very prominent in many many circles if you're having risky sex the amount of sex you have mm-hmm. correlates to the amount of risk that you have magic johnson had sex with a, with a hooker and <laughs> that's not smart cuz they can have diseases if if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't go to a reputable place that actually tests their feet like in brothels in nevada they get tested every week yeah there are different escort services that off that t- say their women are tested all the time in the porn industry they get tested mm-hmm. regularly but if you are picking people up off the side of the road you don't know if they've been tested recently mm-hmm. and he got hiv so i can understand the he who shall not be named basketball player mm-hmm. why he felt so concerned about coming out as as gay in the basketball yeah. community in the 90s mm-hmm. that makes sense to me did it ever hurt your feelings no i understood it but it did eventually wear down on me and i did remember meeting some of his teammates you know out before mm-hmm. and i think that they did know we just never talked about it. i think they knew and i don't think they cared did you ever meet his family or anything i met his sister maybe like four years later after we had broken up yeah i visited him in arizona but we weren't together and i met his sister but um no, I mean, he wasn't out. What an interesting first relationship. Not only was he, like, rich and famous, but, uh-huh. like, was he nice to you? Oh, yeah. He was nice. Um, he had a controlling side, but he was never bad. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Things had to always be his, his way. His way, right. And I was just like, eh. You were 18, so I'm it's 18 not years like old, you. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, right? you know, I'm like, I say? know what I want. <laughs> so you broke up with him? I did. Okay. And yeah. then and then you moved to California. I did. Okay. When did you come out to your parents? Probably it was before I moved to California. So maybe that year or the year before. So, so while you were dating 90. the basketball player. Yeah. And I was probably about 20. 
Okay. At the time, close to 21. What did you do? Did you like sit them? I have something to tell you. Like, no, how it was did Christmas you? Eve. Oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was Christmas Eve. Cool, cool. We had a party. I think everybody had left the house after the party. Okay. Or we came home from a party. It was one or the other. And it was just me, my brother, my mom, my dad sitting in the family room watching, you know. Had like you planned it? Like, I'm no. going to tell. Oh, okay. I don't remember what happened. Some conversation came up and my mom had said something. And then my dad said something, but mostly my mom was talking about something where I just felt triggered to be like, it's never going to happen. I'm fucking gay. And my brother starts <laughs> laughing hysterically because I think deep down he knew and he could he care less. Yeah. But he was just like, what is happening? So he laughed like that <laughs> awkward down. hysterical laugh. And my dad was walking out of the room to go to the kitchen and get like a glass of water. And he immediately turns on and goes, who is gay? <laughs> and my brother goes, him, and points to me. And I'm going, oh my God. I'm looking at my mom. She starts crying. My dad no. is like, who's gay? And I'm just like, oh my God. And it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like that's one of the safest times to do it because they have to be nice to you like, because it's Christmas, right? Yeah. Like if it was just a random Tuesday in August, like yeah. they may have been mad at you for longer, but it's Christmas. So everybody's nicer. Around but I do remember at that time I had, I got my first tattoo and it was like, an ankle of geckos, you know, because back then it was all about the anklet tattoos. Or know? the shoulder tattoo. Or the shoulder tattoo with like the barbed I got wire that. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not so, barbed wire. Jesus Christ. But that's what my mom said. She goes, I should have known the minute you came into the house with that anklet tattoo. Oh. <laughs> so they weren't accepting of it. No. But they didn't throw me out on the street either. Right. So. Which actually... Oddly enough, uh, I have a statistic on that, sadly. Um, LGBT youth, uh, among homeless youth, uh, LGBT youth make up 60% of that population. That's so, still a lot. No, that's way more than it needs to be. Yeah. A lot of times when people come out to their families, which is such a really difficult thing for so many people to do, especially people in religious households, mm -hmm. They get exactly that. They get thrown out. And so mm -hmm. this reaction of crying and not accepting and being disappointed where, you know, if, if I went to my parents and said, mom, dad, I'm straight. And they <laughs> cried and were disappointed. I'd be like, the fuck is what the hell? <laughs> but if they kicked me out, it would be even stranger. Right. Yeah. And the fact that you yeah. have to we talked about this with we had a, a, a lesbian couple on last week. and We yeah. talked about this idea of coming coming out, like mm -hmm. why that needs to happen in the gay community at all and how absolutely heteronormative that entire mentality is. Like mm -hmm. instead of just accepting whoever your kid brings home, like mom, dad, this is my boyfriend. Like, I, I think the first time I told my parents, like, that I was straight, it was probably because <laughs> I said, I'm going to date Chris. Yeah. And, like, then they were like, is Chris, I'm sure Chris is a boy, like, because I, yeah. like I said, chased boys when I was eight mm -hmm. years old. Why you have to come out or, like, the, the, the the expectation of the LGBT community to have a story. I actually feel like a dick asking you about your story of when you came out, because I feel like that's such a heterosexual thing to do. I don't think so, because I think I forget how much anxiety I used to have because it's been so long, you know, but like before leading up to that, even with all my friends, even my close friends, there was always so much anxiety that builds up, right? Because they know you to a certain point, but they don't know all you of have you, a secret. Right. And it's a big part. Whether they in the back of their of mind you. know, they've never ever 
ask me straightforward, dude, Rex, are you gay? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's always the anxiety. So when I finally came out, it's almost like literally everything was off and I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Now you know. And like me or yeah. don't like me, here here I am. But I forget how much anxiety it is to come out. Even to this day, I still think that just for a person to come to terms with their own coming yeah. out, like admitting to themselves, I think I'm gay or I think I might be bisexual. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Yeah. And I forget going through that because it's been so long now, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I just, different. I guess I don't want to be that person who is like, oh, tell me about like, when you knew you were gay like it, some people are like i don't think there's anything wrong with that though no? because there okay. is there is a genuine innate you know um curiosity like yeah. i have i have a handful of male gay friends who have formerly been married with kids before for several years wow. and now they're living the gay Juan. lifestyle you know what i mean Juan and swv have had a kid so oh you're fir- you're first you know what I mean? one yes but well that one he was super gay <laughs> <laughs> I still want to know why he had a kid. Like, I what don't the know. Fuck? I think they must have gotten high. And do you think it's you know. important for youth in the LGBT community to come out, so to speak? Do you think that that's an important and defining moment for them, or do you think it should be a regular part? Like, it, it shouldn't be made such a big deal. Like, who cares who you? who you want to fuck. It's not like we came out hetero when we were <laughs> That's nine. what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. It, do you think it's important for youth in the LGBT community to come out or do you wish it was more normative? Um I wish it was more normative, but I think that there's no way it can just come out You're just right. normally, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, at some point it just comes out. Yeah. The gays but love to celebrate. You know. I know you. God damn it! But we're not the setting the such on a good fire, fucking though. no, <laughs> Christ! I was actually going to bring that up. I don't think a, a gay person has ever been like, "I'm coming out. I'm going to light off a fucking pyrotechnic and burn down half of the San Bernardino fucking forest." Nobody cares what your baby's genitals are. Stop it. God, so yeah. annoying. Thank you very much. It does not need to be now. No, it does not. Um, so tell me then, after you moved to California, did it become more comfortable for you to live in like, did it change anything? It changed you- because I was separated from my family now. So I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about my mom, my dad, or running into anyone they would know. Okay. But I grew up in Chicago, which is a big city. LA is a big city. So socially wise, it was pretty much the same. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like people are accepting. Were you no relieved cares. when you got here to find that LA is so gay friendly and like mm-hmm. there is really a lot of pockets and safe places for you to like be oh, yeah. who you are? Yeah. Which, they were freer than they were in Chicago. What's your so favorite speak. gay bar? Um, Probably still the Abbey. Oh my God. I love the <laughs> fucking Abbey. Did you ever go to Tiger Heat? Yes. Dude, I used to go to Tiger Heat all the time. <laughs> so we probably ran into each other. Probably. Too. Moscow? No, I don't uh, I think it was a little younger. <laughs> but I do have, this is more serious. I've heard uh, that the Shakies on Santa Monica is like the gay hotspot for some reason. Yeah, because there's a gay bathhouse on the street from there. What the fuck is a gay bathhouse? But you know what Shakies I'm talking about, <laughs> I right? I do know the yep. Shakies. No I live way. a block away from that Shakies. I, I used to have to rent trucks right across the street, and it used to smell so good. Those <laughs> mojo potatoes. Yeah. Oh. It's still there. Yeah. Wait a second. It's What's really it? nice. It's like the nicest Shakies you'll ever go to. What's a gay oh bathhouse? God. Oh, my God. I guess that's like a cliche. It's like a conundrum, because a bathhouse is normally gay. Well, it's no, it isn't. Europe, There's guess, Turkish. Right? No, Turkish. I'm going to a Turkish bathhouse. So Kevin and I are going to Turkey next year and I'm going gay. to a Turkish bath. They're not gay oh, okay. inherently. It's <laughs> it's just a big open 
pool and uh-huh. men are in their own pool and women are in their own pool. So that may be where the connotation of gay comes from. But because you can't take baths uh-huh. with other people of the opposite, the opposite sex, it's very heteronormative again. Yeah. But you go and like you can pay to have someone uh-huh. literally bathe you like with a sponge. I mean, it's kind of like a gay bath. <laughs> 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 Is that what happens? Um Yes and no. It's basically like a gay YMCA, but it's darker. Oh, okay. And it's like, I think there's it more opens, lube. There's more lube. Uh huh. It opens up after dark, like between okay. like 8 p.m. and maybe closes down at sunrise. Is it, does sex yeah. happen there or just bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, just, okay. There's oh. rooms, there's a workout gym, there's giant saunas, giant steam rooms. Fantastic. Giant. Is it still open? I don't, I think so. I think okay. so. So, okay, your favorite <laughs> gay bar is the Abbey. Yeah. Um, tell me, as I, it's, it's interesting to me. Would you rather go to a bar that is known as being gay, more gay friendly than like us? Like if, if me uh-huh. and you and Stephanie were going to go out in LA, where would we uh-huh. go? I mean, probably Hollywood because I like the clubs in Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? Does it matter to you if it's a gay bar or a straight bar? To me personally, it doesn't. But if you're asking my comfort level, I'm probably more comfortable going to a gay bar. I mean, like, I've never had a problem at a straight bar. Right. What's the comfort level then? Just that I don't have to worry about, like, because when you go to, in my experience, I've noticed that when I go to straight bars and straight clubs, guys peacock. Like, they kind of, like, macho up, and it's like, they may not have an issue with you personally, but because they're trying to show off to their boys or to girls, like, they act a certain way. Whereas in a gay club, even if you run into straight guys that are completely straight, Mm -hmm. like, they let that... Go like they don't try to peacock or act yeah. like oh you know. Oddly enough, that's why I like gay bars <laughs> <laughs> because I hate going to a club uh-huh. and having dudes come up and stick their denim dick in my back exactly. and like oh, let's dance and I'm like can you fucking back up, bro? Like I'm uh-huh. in the middle of a conversation. I have never once been molested or accosted at a gay bar. I have had some of the <laughs> best nights of my life at gay bars dancing. Mm-hmm and like I've never felt more relaxed <laughs> dancing than when I'm at a gay bar which is the reverse because most most gay men in general like we wouldn't mind if someone kind of walked by and rubbed you know up like oh oh I mind hi you oh, know what I mean hey. see the difference between where gay guys go- and are strippers? we going to the bathhouse or shakies <laughs> where are we going <laughs> In that order. <laughs> yeah, bathhouse, then you have the sex, then you get hungry. Then shakies. Then back to the bathhouse. <laughs> tell me about your last relationship. Not the one you're in right now, <laughs> but the one before it. The one before it. Yeah. Um, that one was a trip. Okay. Because I, you know, I mean, I've in my 43 years, I've never dated anyone that was like that one, that you know, it's literally like watching that show that was a podcast too. What was that? Uh, Dirty John. It oh, was like, yeah. He lived like he was different with me, but he had this old, this whole city, other part of his lifestyle and doing, I don't, still to this day, I don't really know what he did. I just knew he was doing other really bad things to people to, I don't know. Wow. And he just, he, like he lies all the time. I don't even know what's the truth anymore. Everybody, but it's so, he was so, believable that every single person I knew who were my friends, I would ask their opinion who've met him and they were like, no, he sounds like he's telling the truth and it all ended up being a lie. So he was a sociopath. He was a sociopath. 
So it's interesting then, because I was going to ask you if you've ever known anyone who has gotten physically harmed because of their sexuality. And he did. Uh, He did. But now I wonder if it was because of his sexuality or do you think it was because of his other life and he was doing bad things to yeah, other people and maybe those people were paying reparation reparations to what he had done to them the latter and, and then he turned it that. into a hate crime which did end up pissing me off because i'm like you know what i mean like you're turning into something that it wasn't right and it i thought that it wasn't but i didn't have enough information still to this day to uh-huh. know either way right you know what i mean that's crazy that is crazy how long were you with him almost a full year like okay. eight months he fucked you up. Mentally, yes. Yeah. Not physically. He's Not never physically. Done anything to me no, ever no, physically, no. I don't mean yeah, physically. Mentally. He he hurt your brain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which has never happened and I'm forty three. Right. So I've never actually been that messed up until now. That's what is he doing now, do you know? <laughs> I have no idea. Great. You cut off all contact. <laughs> no idea. You're done. Who yeah. are you dating now? I'm dating someone now that is much better. Great. Good. <laughs> Completely Good. opposite. Good. Still younger than me, but okay. not is that as your, young. Is that your MO? You like them younger? No, I actually usually like them older. Interesting. Yeah. How much younger is is he? Which one? The one now. The one now. He's 34. Okay. And I'm 43, so about 10 years. 10 years. About okay. 10 years. Yeah. He's just completely opposite of the last one. And I think I forgot what it was like to be with someone that actually genuinely likes you. You know what I mean? Where you're not always thinking there's something off. There's something off. Like you had to, like you almost felt like you had to be on every time you were yeah. with the last guy. Yeah. Like it was a show. Like it was a show, you know? Cause he did shows. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, he did. <laughs> he was beautiful <laughs> in his shows. Am I allowed to say what he did? Or is that too um, much? No, that's a, no, you can't. He was, a, he was a drag queen. Yeah. One performer. of the he most a beautiful, big one, but beautiful, perf- like beautifully uh-huh. dressed drag queens I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. When he got beat up, was it in drag or was he in regular? Uh, it was street like clothes? it was androgynous. So he was like wearing, I think he was wearing like men's pants, trousers, mm-hmm. but with a blouse, like, like a flouncy blouse, and then heels. How did he you identify? He identified as male. He didn't identify himself as transgendered or anything. Do you think he may have had like, rip, like he thought, or maybe he didn't come out fully, like maybe he was on the path of becoming transgendered? No, I think it was more because he kind of grew up in an entertainment household. Oh, okay. Like his family was kind sure. of always involved in entertainment. Okay. But I think it was more his version of entertainment. Did he like dress he like that all the time? Like heels and... No. 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 Okay. It was like it was when he would be out places where he'd be seen a lot. So like he liked the attention. He liked the attention. That's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're not with him anymore. And if you're <laughs> in a mentally abusive relationship, you gotta get the fuck out of there. It is no one should ever make you feel like shit for being who you are or loving the way that you love or feeling the feelings that you have. That's not okay. It's not fucking okay. Um, and the person that you're with now genuinely cares for you yeah tells you regularly how amazing you are oh yeah and how handsome you are all the time because you are you're so handsome thank you uh how long have you been with him um let's see i met him right before the lockdown (laughs) 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 he lives in palm springs right he lives in palm springs i met him probably in the end of february okay yeah 
And you guys have weathered We weathered COVID. through COVID. I got it. He didn't. That's good. I mean, he probably should have gotten it from me, yeah. but he asshole. See? I didn't have to suffer with you. Mm. <laughs> okay. And you, yeah. uh, are you going to move out there? Or what do you think? What do you think um, is going on? I don't know. I never really look into my future that far ahead. Okay. You know, I never really know what's happening, but it's not, it's not, not an option. Great. Okay. Maybe not in the near future or anything, but. Right. You know. And you guys are exclusive? We are. Yes. How do you We're have exclusive. that conversation? What, what was that conversation like? It just, it, it. Well, again, I'm saying like nowadays it's just easier now, you yeah. know, because there are a lot of open relationships and right. I don't want that. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't let him say that he wants that oh. either. And he was like, no, I don't want that either. I'm like, oh, thank God. OK, good. You know. um, I'm going to ask really personal questions. Are you ready? Oh, I, I guess. Are you ready? <laughs> so a couple of myths, because, again, I'm not yeah. a man. I don't mm-hmm. uh, I don't own a penis mm-hmm. and I am not gay. Right. Yeah. Although I do like men. So I sort of feel like is this like so I have that same kind of curiosity. Right. So (laughs) in the myths that I was looking up, one of them said Uh, that a lot of individuals think that in every gay relationship, there are there are defined roles. So there's always a top Mm -hmm. and always a bottom and they never Mm -hmm. switch. There's always a butch and there's always a femme Mm -hmm. and they never switch. Do you think that's true? In general, there are roles that people fill, right? But they are more fluid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. But there is, I mean, there's never, I've never seen a couple in the gay relationship world work where they're both the exact same, like top, top, bottom, bottom. Forever. Yeah. Right. So it's because, okay, here's my question for you. So I've obviously experienced penetration. Yeah. Right, because I have holes and I don't have a <laughs> member to penetrate people with. Uh-huh. You couldn't experience orgasm constantly as a bottom as much uh-huh. as you could a top. Is that right? Incorrect. No, God, please no. enlighten me. Jesus, you can, really? Well, see, I mean, men have something called the prostate. Yeah, that's true. I don't have one And it's those. almost like, well, why is that even in there? Why do you <laughs> exist, little <laughs> prostate, you little bitch? So that's, that's like the get out of jail card. Yeah, not get out of jail. What do you call it? That's kind of like, well, that's in there. Then obviously at some point, once you get past the pain, right, it becomes pleasure. Is it painful every time? No. Okay. No. So bottoms and tops can experience orgasms. At like as frequently as each other, or at the same time, or at the wow, okay. And then there are some gay couples who don't ever have anal sex; they just have oral sex. I guess I don't know those couples, but I'm sure they exist. Because that's another myth (laughs) that they said that there was some gay couples who just don't have anal sex; they only have oral sex. And I was like, that seems. monotonous i feel like that's a lie that's like if two tops get together and they're like well we're gonna try to make this work so they're gonna try as long as they can to have just oral sex yeah so eventually one of you is gonna have to fucking give it up or cheat (laughs) one of those two something has to be inserted at some point at some point i'm inserting something into you this is happening um do you feel like as so on average, the mm-hmm. average American couple says they have sex one point three. Straight couple? They d- oh, it couples. didn't. It didn't say. Oh. It just said couples. Say that I'm assuming straight because everything <laughs> in America is fucking heteronormative. So okay. I'm going to assume straight has uh, sex one point three times per week. 
That's average. Why is it point three? Because people say that I don't. Know. <laughs> they stuck it in. It's, it's the seven. <laughs> just the. You, just the if, it, if it was like ten days in a week, exactly. it'd be fine. Oh, it would, we're going it, by, you know like, what I mean? Because okay, like it, out of seven days, is, you divide by or seven. Or if you say yeah. how many days out of okay. the month do so you it's have at sex? least once a week? At least once a week. Is that accurate? Yeah, I could see that being accurate. Yeah, but he lives in Palm yeah. Springs. Yeah, but we make up. <laughs> <laughs> So you may have sex like four times in a day, and yes. then that makes up for the and then we go because, two weeks. But we do the math. See each other. You know, he's he's an accountant, so he oh, starts God. doing the math. Well, if I'm going to see you, when am I going to see you next? Okay, so like two and a half weeks from now. So he does the math. Okay, then this means two and two point three times. So we a have day. to have sex two point three times a day. Yes. So that point three, you're just stuffing it in and taking it back out. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm still sleeping. We no. need to go to IHOP first. <laughs> I want pancakes <laughs> for the rest of my yes. life. When you okay. were younger, in your teens as a youth, okay, and you weren't experiencing romantic relationships. I mean, you went to a Catholic school, so were there romantic relationships happening around you? Did you guys have like proms and like oh yeah, boy, like but you went to an all boys high What's school. All, yes, all boys high school. Four I years. wonder if that just made it easier for you to not give in to like these standards because it's not like you were walking around the halls of your high school mm-hmm. watching, you know, boys and girls make out and you weren't no. being asked by your guy friends, why aren't you kissing Cindy? Like, cause you didn't have girls at your high school and mm-hmm. that's like football games is where you like hook up with your boyfriend and like you go yeah. to homecoming and bump and grind. We didn't and have any of that. So did do you think that that played a role in you not feeling as distraught as a gay teenager? I think it helped a lot. That's because crazy. Like I said again, when you throw when you throw girls into the mix, I was there my first two years, we were all boys. Then we integrated with the all girls school because they were going broke. So <laughs> they brought they've turned it so my junior and senior year it became both. So wow. I get to live the first two years and see the difference. There's a big difference that I realized. And that's why I kind of got in psychology. Because I was like, the first two years, yeah, even though I wasn't out, almost everybody kind of in the back of their mind knew, mm-hmm. you know, and I was never beat up. I was never bullied. None of that. Soon as the girls came in, bullying everywhere. Really? And I, I, I kind of think it's like when you throw the girls in there, they just peacock they're peacocking but deep down they could care less yeah it doesn't bother them because you know they're secure but it's like you throw the girls but they have to do and you ruin everything yeah (laughs) fuck off (laughs) okay what is the most outrageous or Um, or idiotic or frustrating question you've ever been asked as an lgbt person like the stupidest question the stupidest or question. the most annoying question that people ask. And if it's one that I've already asked, it's fine. You can say it. I don't it. think it's one that you've asked. The most annoying question I hear still is two. When are you going to get married? And are you, if you have kids, are you going to adopt? Or are you going to have like a surrogate? And I'm looking at them going, no to all of those. No to everything you <laughs> no just everything said. You, just you don't said. want kids? No. No. Okay. No. That's a decision you made a while ago? Yeah. Um, yeah maybe like, 10 to 15 years back. I'm not yeah, a fan. A I, I don't want kids either. Yeah. That's not. But that's it took me a while to figure out why. I mean, Why don't like, you want them? I mean, I don't even think they're, I don't think I even have a reason. I think I just don't, I don't see myself as a parent. Okay. You know what I mean? Me neither. That's all. Like, yeah. I don't really have a, you know. That's No, you don't have an epiphany of anything. No, no. I know. I hear you. I'm yeah. the same way. Um, what 
have you ever experienced any sort of like discrimination within the LGBT community? Because you are not, mm-hmm. as Robert said, the stereo like the stereotypical gay man that like that people have in their head. Like, the, have you ever been like in any of your relationships, meeting with any of your partners' friends? Have you ever experienced anyone kind of within your own yeah. community being like, well, you're not like the kind of gay man that we want to be around, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, which is a very strange question. And it's very weird because I've never experienced it from straight people, right? Mm -hmm. Out there, race or sexuality. But within the gay community, I've experienced not the, obviously not the gay part of it, but more the race part. Like there's, within the gay community, there's like race levels where like, you know, you're black, you're Asian, you're Hispanic, and you get treated a certain way based on your ethnicity within the gay community. So it's almost like there's a stigma that people look at Asians like, oh, they're subservient. Like, they're just annoying. Like, you don't want to date them because they're just looking for, they're just looking for a husband with money and stuff. So that's how I was looked at. And being younger, I was, on top of that, I was an Asian and I was young and skinny, so I'm also considered a twink. So oh, it's just like, no. I'm subservient. I'll just go where you want me to go. I don't have a voice. I've been on so many dates younger where I wasn't allowed to order anything. They would order for me and it would just be like But that's not the pigeonhole ice. you wanted to be in. Well, no, I, I, you know, I grew up in America, so I'm just like, I'm not. <laughs> I'd like to order whatever the fuck I want, and I want it my way. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm not, that's, I'm not that type of Asian. Go find that, you know, yeah. 90 Day Fiance. I don't know. See, <laughs> so that brings me, thank you for the segue, back to my statistic of the day uh-huh. where I said, what ethnicity uh-huh. is least likely to identify as LGBT and Oh. You said Hispanic. Yeah. You said Asian. <laughs> Asian. Uh-huh. It is actually white people. Whoa. White people huh? are less likely than African Americans, Hispanic, and Asians in that order to identify as LGBT. White people at 3.5%, African Americans at 4.6%, Hispanics at 5.4%, and Asians at 4.9%. So Hispanics are more likely to identify as LGBT than any other ethnicity, and whites are least likely to identify. It's 1%. I'm just saying this. The statistics don't lie. No, I get you. Surprising. It is. That is surprising to me. Too. I, I know. <laughs> Come out, white people. You got nothing. Come on out. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I want to talk just really quickly about youth and homosexuality. Um, high school students who uh, who identify as LGBT. Um, are seven times, I'm going to break it down, seven times more likely to attempt suicide um, than a straight counterpart. Um, As I said earlier, 60% of homeless youth are LGBT. Um, They are eight times uh, tried to commit suicide, six times more likely to report depression, three times more likely to use illegal drugs, um, and they are more likely to start using tobacco, alcohol, and other substances at an early age. Possible reasons for all of these increases may include self-medication for depression and low self-esteem, feeling like you can't come out, you can't talk to people, you can't be yourself. Uh, increased tendency towards risky behaviors in a response to feeling rejected by their family and their friends. And the easiest place for a young person to find other gay people is at a gay bar 
where drinking and smoking are part of the environment. And you mm-hmm. yourself said that the easiest place to meet people is the grocery store <laughs> and the, the smoking alleys of gay clubs. Mm-hmm. And I would assume if you are a young person and you are trying to identify with your sexuality, the best place for you to go is somewhere where you know everyone else feels the same as you Mm -hmm. and that's going to feel safe and that's going to feel okay. Well I can go there and somebody might kiss me and I might get to like experience that for the first time or I might get to go in the back of a car and see what a dick feels like for the first time or I might be able to feel a tit for the first time. But you're in that environment where smoking and alcohol are prevalent Mm -hmm. and it probably costs the LGBT youth a little more uh, than it would a a, a straight kid. Because when you're a straight kid in high Mm -hmm. school, you just go to high school and there's your fucking dates. They're just in the hallways at their lockers, like waiting for you to ask them to fucking homecoming. But when you're a LGBT youth, maybe not today but Mm -hmm. when i was in high school in in the 90s i remember the two kids who are now gay they Uh are out and proud and we knew and it it, they called them the most horrible names like i can't i'm not even gonna repeat it because my prom king senior year was a gay guy Fuck yeah, Garden Grove High School. <laughs> I, I love the, That's the progression, but I was kind of pissed because one of my friends was up for it. Uh, I was like, <laughs> all right, good Damn job, you. Good job okay. gay guys. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but he was the one gay guy in the whole high, like high school, and everyone knew it. It wasn't a big deal. He I was bet, a choir. I'm and, sure he, he wasn't was a cheerleader the and, only gay guy. Well, That's the thing. That's like, true. That's true. He was probably okay. the most obvious but, but no one made fun of him he was that's amazing everyone liked him he was in like the 90s really nice that dude. was harsh man like yeah. we had a couple of girls who were um lgbt who i know now are yeah. lesbians and and in high school we just thought they were a little like like tomboy ish oh, do you know what i mean yeah and yeah. that the gay guys were effeminate not that they were gay but we knew there was something different yeah. you know what i mean i understand that i wanted to just shout out to anyone listening who is feeling confused or lost about their sexuality or who knows exactly what their fucking sexuality is and just doesn't know what to do about it. You can go to the Trevor project. You can go, if you're in California, you can go to the LA LGBT center. You can go to the center OC. And if you are anywhere in the United States, you can go to glad.org. That's two D's at the end. G L A D D dot org. All of those websites have resources for you to help you come to terms with what your sexuality is, um, help you with conversations that you may need to have with difficult people. You could literally just drop a bomb on Christmas Eve and Mm -hmm. just be done with it. Um, (laughs) You could just walk in with your new significant other and be like, this is my girlfriend and just kind of see what your parents do or you could have a conversation about it. If you're a parent of children, my suggestion is that you start talking about sexuality early and you let your children know um it doesn't matter who you love as long as you're happy because i think Mm -hmm. a lot of times the fear that kids have uh comes directly from your mouth you have said at some point my kid better not be gay or i would be so upset if my kid told me he was gay or that guy's a fag i'm so glad my kids aren't that was my dad in the studio right (laughs) i literally was channeling your dad that's my dad i know oh he'd be so 
disappointed oh, I, I was know. gay. I wish I was gay just to just disappoint to my piss dad. him off. Oh, I'd be so good. <laughs> Choose your words around <laughs> your children wisely and yes. let them know that you are their parent no matter who they love. And please try to remember that when someone's sexuality is in question, it has nothing to do with a choice. Um, it's like I never chose to be straight. I just knew that I wanted to chase boys and make them kiss me. And you didn't choose to be gay. You just knew that you wanted to ride on the back of Johnny's bike. Exactly. Um, so please educate yourself before you become a bumbling moron uh, and say shitty things. Right, we're going to play a game, but before One we... One second. I got, I got a question. All right. Yeah. About coming out and everything, and it was kind of more spontaneous. Did you have a plan in your head about coming out? Like, did you have, like, maybe I'll do it That's this time? That's a really good question. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I thought I was never, ever going to come out. Wow. Really? That's to my parents. I thought I was... You were just going to live your life and they were never going to know? And just hide it forever. Oh, my God. I never. Thank you. For, I never. I forgot. About I was that. curious. I Did you? So that. you were just gonna never come out? No, that was my initial plan to never come out wow. to my parents or brother. No, I think I thought eventually I would come out to my brother, but I thought I would never come out to my parents just to kind of like. How are they now? That. You know, it took probably a good ten to twelve years for them to finally warm up to it. It's still the untalked about topic. It's still the white <laughs> elephant. It's in the, the room. white elephant in the room. We just don't talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable but they understand it more and i do have to give credit to the media and to movies television making it more they can see it now going oh it's more normal they're you're not freaks like we thought you know what i mean like yeah. have you brought more have you brought people you've dated over to meet them um yes two the basketball player once and then the guy moved out with here from milwaukee to california but none of the ones that you've had here do your parents ever come out here to visit? They do, but they never, I never bring anyone around them since then. It's just, it's not like anything bad ever happened, but it's not like it's anything. not worth it. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. And I'm just like, at this age, I'm just like, it's not going to change anything. And I, we're, we're all fine with it. So, Are you though? I mean, probably not deep down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Don't like. we all want our parents to approve though. of our significant you know I mean? other? Like you want to share that with them. I know, but it's like, I'm in my forties now and it's still kind of like. Even my cousins are just kind of like, oh, we don't understand. I'm like, I know. What about your brother? Oh, he's he's never cared. Uh, I so mean, you guys I, are he, close. Yeah. He, he. I mean, when I say he's never cared, not like in a bad way, but he's Oh, just no, no, like, no. I know what you meant. He's yeah, just like, oh, whatever, you know. <laughs> so have you met, has he met any of your significant others? Probably all of them. Okay. Where does yeah. he live? We both live together. We've never, I oh, mean, shit. we haven't always lived together, but. You live with your brother. But we do live together well, now. Well, then, yeah, he has to know about your lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy extra lube. Do you need any? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs lube. Yes, um, okay, any agreed. great gay podcasts that you listen to? I have no idea. I don't really listen to podcasts that often. Yes, you do. I mean, I only know based on. You listen to my, my podcast. So. Well, yeah. This is probably the first one I listened to in entirety. Wow. That's <laughs> amazing. Any stereotypes you want to bust open? Um, no, not really. Kay. I mean, maybe just the Asian one where people are like, you're not subservient. subservient. I'm no. just like, not, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I would say no. <laughs> you're not that's, like docile. This, that's the only you one You pretty that much I know. know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to get off your chest? Um, 
No. Anything so. you want to tell young people who are questioning their sexuality, young people who want to come out of the closet, young people who are gay? Um, I guess it's yeah, or, yeah, I do. Um, one, it's it's fucking hard. Two, it's kind of like have close friends, or if you don't, because it's hard to break out of those friends that you've known since like grade school, mm-hmm. and it changes when you're starting to come into your sexuality. Go find it on your own. Like even if you have to go to a gay bar club or library or something bathhouse just well maybe not that young (laughs) (laughs) maybe not that young um you kind of had to take initiative and expose yourself not in a bad way but just expose yourself to being around it Mm -hmm. and then you will eventually meet good people Mm -hmm. but again it's hard because how do you know if they're good or not Right. Well, how do you know if anyone's good? But you have to venture out of your suburban home. I'm just speaking for myself. No, no, (laughs) no. You're speaking for a lot of. You're speaking for a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of human beings out there who are in the same boat as you. They are Filipino. They Mm -hmm. were raised in a Catholic house. They were raised in the suburbs. They have a brother, and their family doesn't know that they're gay. And they're hearing this, and they're like, "Okay, I yeah, no, you're speaking for other people. (laughs) You are. Just don't be mistaken for a streetwalker." Do not get into white convertible. It could go very wrong. Or you could get date a basketball player, apparently. So, I mean. Yeah, so you could go either way. Really good. Um, All right, Rex, we play a game here on what's your position. You, God damn you. (laughs) We play a game here on what's your position. Where I ask you questions in okay. 69 seconds and you answer as many as you can. Oh boy. In okay. 69 seconds. Okay, let me sit up. There are no wrong answers. These are all about you. Okay. Some of them are sexual, some of them are completely non sexual, okay. some of them require thought, some of them are yes or no. You can pass, but you don't get the point for that question. Okay, got it. Rex. Yes. Are you ready to 69? I'm ready to 69. Here we go. <laughs> What's your most used emoji? Um, the smiley face. Favorite swear word? Fuck. Biggest turn on? Um, hands. Biggest turn off? Um, feet. What do you love most about men? Um, chest. What do you love most about women? Boobies. Books or movies? Uh, movies. Greatest sexual fantasy? Um, the notebook. Favorite Disney character? Alzheimer's is your favorite sexual... <laughs> favorite Disney character? Um, Princess Jasmine. What do you wear when you go to bed? Um, undies. What are you wearing right now? Uh, undies. <laughs> I just gave you a million dollars. What do you do first? Um, I go to Thailand. Android or iPhone? Uh, iPhone. Have you ever cheated on anybody? Yes. When was your first French kiss? Uh, 18. What Hogwarts house are you in? Um, Slytherin. Would you rather ride a bike everywhere for a year or give up social media for a year? Ride a bike. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Yes. Biggest celebrity crush? Um, oh... I don't know. Pass. Have you ever have you ever sent nudes? Yes. Can you drive stick shift? Yes. Favorite animal? Dog. Favorite plant? Uh, pass. Do you have a name for your genitals? No. <laughs> Best <laughs> podcast you listened to recently? This one. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and that's the '69 game. Twenty-three. Yes. Good. Twenty-three is the average. <laughs> like that. Twenty-three. You know who got the most? Still. Oh. I think it's Nate. How many? Whose episode is up on Podbean if you want to? That's going to come oh, up. Oh, yeah. So down. right now uh, on Podbean, our most recent episode is my friend Nate, who talks about the concept of virginity well, and when he lost his. 
Well, I guess, yeah, when this one comes out, I guess, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have oh, Shay on there, too. We have Shay coming up next, uh, talking about interracial relationships. Um, interestingly enough, the reason I know Rex is my dear friend Stephanie, who's sitting right next to me and has been silent and so good. I'm so proud of Playing you. Playing bartender. I don't know her. Playing bartender. Uh, and she has an episode. It's one of my very first episodes. It's all about online dating. It's called The Good, The Bad, and The What The Fuck. <laughs> Um, so please go back and listen to that episode if you're interested. Um, I don't know what I'm going to name this one yet, but I'll figure it out. It's probably got something to do with street walking and basketball players. But Relax. It's just Rex. Relax. <laughs> relax. It's just Rex. Uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Um, I don't know. Click likes. Excuse me? Subscribe. What are those things that influencers Just, do? I don't even How does it work on a podcast? Dude, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> this is why I have a producer. Is there anything you personally want to promote? Anything? Me? No. Okay. I'm not single right now. Great. So okay. So promote don't promote myself. your dick. All right. <laughs> Superb. Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, here on What's Your Position, it's our position. Our position is that we love the LGBT community. I've said it once and I will say it a thousand times. If you do not support the LGBT community, if you are homophobic, which isn't a thing because you can't be afraid of gay people, you're just a fucking asshole. Any of that, please don't follow me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we don't want you. We don't like you. Uh, and normally people want to promote their podcast. I'm letting go you on, know. Get. I'll go on, get, get. Um, we are 100,000% pro-LGBT here at What's Your Position. Um, I love when individuals come on my show and tell me a story. And thank you for sharing your story with me, Rex. I really appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who listens. I appreciate everyone who has listened to all the episodes or just one of them. I hope it spoke to you and taught you something. Um, please make sure that you like us and follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We just recently got onto Amazon, so you can now tell Ooh. Alexa to listen to What's Your Position, <laughs> and she'll play my my voice for you. You're welcome. Uh, we're on Podbean, Pandora, Apple Music, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Please get out there. Tell your friends. If you are considering coming out to anyone, please reach out to the Trevor Project glad.org or your local LA, uh, LGBT center. I love you all so very much. Please stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast and its social media websites represent the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Stay safe and stay sexy.